Good morning. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the reciprocation. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, uh, church, good morning, church. My name is Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hello. <laughs> they weren't going to, and then you're like... Awesome. Well, uh, first thing, so I don't forget. This is my uh, cell phone. It's very old, but it still could ring during church if I don't turn it off, right? <laughs> no. So uh, I, I am also that person that when somebody says, check your phone, and I'm like, oh, I totally checked it. Now I check it again anyways, right? Because I'm like, yes, you are now volume off. And if you have any questions, you can ask your neighbor to help you out. <laughs> to check your work, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, awesome. Oh, I love you guys. So, right, we have Thanksgiving coming up this week, right? Come on. So along with good food and enjoying, enjoying our families, enjoying those people that we care about, I'm thankful for you guys. I love our church. I'm thankful for leadership. I'm thankful for just servant hearts. Gosh, God is so good. You know, I was thinking about just this morning about sometimes you get a whiff of like you're thinking about the goodness of God and then you get a whiff of how much more it eat that you don't even understand yet. And you're like, God must know I can't handle that yet. <laughs> but uh, praise the Lord. So think about being thankful. Ephesians 1, just thinking about Paul being grateful for the church and his prayers for the church. And so I'm just going to pray that over you guys. Thank you, Jesus. So Ephesians 1, and I'm going to start in 15. So Paul's saying, for this reason, I... I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you and your love for all the saints, because of this, I do not cease giving thanks for you. You know, sometimes we need to verbalize that, right? About how thankful we are for each other. For what, while making mention of you in my prayers, right? So even to God, he's thanking God. Thank you for the church, Father. Praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe? And the reason why this is possible, these are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, church, let's stand. Let's stand. And let's worship our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you, Jesus, for your church. Amen.
heart of hearts. You know deep down if that zeal consumes you. And that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. The zeal for the house of the Lord. The zeal for the people of God. The zeal. The passion. The passion to go forward in the kingdom. To see God's reign on this earth. To see God reign. Zeal for his house consumed him. Now, if you're lacking, I want you to ask God for that zeal right now. Lord, we ask you for that zeal. We ask you to consume us. We ask you to consume us. We repent of our, of our uh, lackadaisical, of our Esau spirit. We repent of that. It's okay if it does, okay if it doesn't. It isn't okay. Zeal for his house consumed him. And Lord, I pray that on this body right now, that zeal for a house would consume us and that we'd go forward and bring the kingdom of God to bear on this earth. Can you hear me? All right. Now is a word from the Lord. We've been talking about flowing in the supernatural. And we're going to talk about that more today too. About flowing in the supernatural. Being led by God to use the gifts as He wills. Now within that, what we're going to talk today is we're going to talk about judging prophecy. Judging what's been given. Now I, I, I'm doing this now because I already know that what he said was God. So I'm not going to embarrass anybody. Now we're going to judge, you know, Jim's word. But that's what we do. We, it says to judge it. it. It doesn't just say, oh, whatever's set up here is, is, that's just the way it is. So, first of all, does it line up with the word of God? Was it, was it edifying? It was a, it was a little uh, stinging too, wasn't it? Could have been. But that's okay. It isn't, you know, every, every word from the Lord doesn't have to be, oh, it's so warm and fuzzy. It was, in, it was hey, the zeal. That, that's what the words, the, Jesus said stuff that, that cut right to the heart. Peter st- said stuff that cut right to people's heart and created change. So that was, that was lines up with the word of God. It's, it is edifying. It was, it was a word of encouragement. And it blessed you. It helped you. That doesn't mean it felt great, but it, you're going, you know, it's right. It's right. That's how you judge a word. You use that criteria. We'll talk more about that today. But we have to do that because we're entering a time where people, people want to do their own agenda. We're not going to do our own agenda. We're going to do his agenda. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jim, for, for following the voice of the Lord. Amen? We got one more song to practice zeal for the Lord. Here we go. Just lift your hands up and worship God. Oh, Father, we just worship you and we just thank you. Such a privilege to be in your presence. Such a privilege to be in the presence of God. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, Pastor John asked if I had something. The only thing I have is this. I, I can't get away from this, but... In Mark's gospel, 
There's a story about the, what we refer to as the madman of Gadara. And um, he was so strongly bound by this demonic spirit that people wouldn't even walk in the direction where he was at. You know, and the Bible says that there's no fear in love because perfect love cast out fear. And Jesus is perfect love. And love led Jesus to go in a direction where nobody else wanted to go. And Jesus went directly to where that man was at. And then that man came down and fell at his feet and, and worshiped him. And of course, at that point, you know, we see in the word of God that this man was being held captive by these demonic forces. And freedom came to that man that day. I, I'll say it again. Freedom came to him that day, right? And the Bible says that he was so, you know, um, they would bind him with chains and he would break every chain. He was so bound. But how I many you know the Spirit of God breaks every chain? And there may be something that's binding you in your thought life. There could be something that's um, binding you that keeps you from really being free in life. Maybe it's some kind of something you've struggled with. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's an addiction to brownies <laughs> or some type of addiction to cigarettes or alcohol or whatever it is. But the power of God is here this morning to break every chain. If there is something that you feel like it's just had you bound, this is your day of freedom. I'll say it again, this is your day of freedom. The Spirit of the Lord is here to set you free and break every chain in your life. And I, the only thing I feel to do is if that's you, if there's something you've just been dealing with or whatever, and you're just fed up with it. I, I just, it's like you're just, you're disgusting, you're fed up. You say, I've had enough of this. This is your moment. And so what we want you to do is come to the front here and just worship God. That man worshiped God first and then freedom came after that. And so we want to invite you, just come on. No one has to know what it is. Just, just get out of your seats and come forward, please. Quickly, just obey God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for obeying God. So proud of you. So, so pleased. God's pleased that you've obeyed him. Then as you worship God, just worship him. And begin to thank him that this thing is broken off your life. And as you begin to thank him and just worship him, 
power of God will break that thing in your life. Just believe God this morning. for the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Thank God for the flowing of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for him leading and guiding us and, and speaking through people. Praise God. I needed that this morning. I don't know about you. I needed that this morning. We mean the pastor can have stuff going on in his life? Trust me. We all can have stuff going on in our lives. We need to be we need to be allowing him to, to continue to work in us and deal with us and, and sanctify us. Sancti sanctification means you're just getting better and better. You know, you're perfect. Once you get born again, your spirit's perfect, but this old flesh needs to get better and better. Needs, needs to get rid of some stuff. Needs to get rid of some uh, addictions. Gets, needs to get rid of some habits. Needs to get rid of some thoughts. You know, those pesky thoughts that tell you that the word of God isn't true, that the, it's not for you. Believing that, that God has a plan for your life. Praise God for the body of Christ. Now if you notice this morning, God, there was a pattern. God was moving in a pattern again. I just know when, I got, when they got to the end of the song, I knew it was the last song they were going to sing. I just knew I couldn't, I couldn't start. I couldn't go any further. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I couldn't go any further. And I just, I was like, okay, Lord, what, what, what are we supposed to do here? And he said, I'll tell you exactly what he said because here's part of the process. He, what he said is either Pastor John Moe has something or Vern has something, Reverend Vern has something. And I didn't go, well, I'm gonna have John do it. No, I, I just, I knew one of the two of them had something, but I didn't know what it was. So I, then I, that's why I took a few extra moments and said, all right, Lord, what am I supposed to do? What do you, what do you, and I just know when I looked at Pastor John, my, just like inside me, the spirit went, yes. Well, praise God. I didn't know what he was going to say. We didn't, we didn't plan this ahead of time. Praise the Lord. But as soon as he started talking about the madman of Gadara, it just something inside me went off, because not because I had to deal with a thousand legion, a legion or anything, 
But inside, for the last two days, I've been hearing this phrase. I even posted it on Facebook this morning. For those of you, you know, Facebookers. I post, it says, there's more with us than against us. There's more with us than, remember, there's more with us than against us. And as soon as he said, talk, started talking about the madman of Gadara, I thought, I was like, you know, there was more with him than, than you could see. There was more. There was more to what he was dealing with than just some socially awkward things. You know, socially awkward. You know, run around naked and scream all night long. That's socially awkward. <laughs> there was more going on. Why? Because there was more with him. Now he had the wrong ones with him. But the prophets of old, actually, it's in our reading this week. If you were doing the, the daily reading, one of the kings says they were being attacked. One of the, the, uh, the kings in Israel or in uh, uh, Jerusalem, they were being attacked by the Assyrians, and he went before the people, and he, I, I didn't know this was in there. I heard it this week. I was like, there it is again. I didn't know it was there. He says, remember, there's more with us than against us. It just went off in me this week. It's like, man, there's more with us. We don't have to live defeated. We don't have to live cowering. We've got power. There's power in the name of Jesus. If all, if all we had was Jesus, that'd be enough. But we don't, it's not just Jesus. We have the, all the, the, the angel armies are on our side. We don't have to fight. They fight for us in the spirit realm. I'm, that's not my sermon today. But praise God. It's good to be free. Amen. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We've been talking about flowing in the supernatural. I'm going to do a little bit of intro because I, I, I didn't speak last week. I don't know if you noticed that, but I didn't speak last week. You can always tell when Pastor Greg speaks because he's the one that wears the dress. I mean the kilt. <laughs> but I have heard multiple times this week, wow, he did a great job. Did he? Did he? He needs to do that more often, right? Is he in the room? No, he's gone. He's, we'll, we'll get this on, on uh, recording, though. He needs to do this more often. Amen? Amen. There's a gift there. But uh, I've been, you know, started all last spring, started talking about hearing the voice of God, talking about hearing, that's all on all the YouTubes and the, the websites. You can go back and, and we talked for, I think, what, 11, 13 weeks on hearing the voice of God. Then through the summer, we talked about the gifts, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that it talks about in 1 Corinthians and talked about what they were, talked about how, you know, that God has given us gifts that he empowers them for just the men in the group, right? just for the men in the church no no who 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 does he who does he distribute gifts to all, all each you mean you mean even the teenagers huh huh well, i want all the teenagers to go huh huh yeah exactly huh isn't that amazing but not the children right all he, he gives each he gives each gifts why for my good for the common good for all of us he does it so that the body of christ build is built up grows up gets gets fi filled up gets freed up 
Praise God that God used a gift this morning. He got a gift of exhortation to say, hey, you know, a gift of exhortation, a gift of exhortation, saying, hey, he's got a better plan for you. Live and go in. You know, do you know that that wouldn't have happened? I'm only saying this because the Holy Spirit just told me. He says, this wouldn't have happened if he hadn't shared what he shared. The Holy Spirit says people had to get their hearts right first. They had to get, we have to get our hearts right and be, we have our focus where it needs to be, not on the world's problem, not even on your own problems, but on Him, then He can deal with the problems. It was a system, God, God is moving systematically, even if we don't know what's happening. He didn't tell me ahead of time what He was doing, He just did it. And that's, what, that's why we need to be led by the Spirit, amen? But we've been talking about flowing in the supernatural, flowing in the gifts. Why? Because we need, to, we need to do it. We need to be led by Him, allow Him to use us. You know, today He used two leaders. But tomorrow or next week, He could use only young people. That'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. That'd be wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. He, may, he used two men this morning. But some week, He could be all women. <laughs> but not a lot of excitement in that. We just... <laughs> He could use all women. Thank you. Thank you for the support. He could use, he, he doesn't just do it the same way every time. He's led, he, he gets to lead us. We need to be led by him. So we need to understand how to do it. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It's where we've been starting out each week in this series. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. And this is Paul writing this, so it says when he says, I, it's Paul, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, you got to put this into perspective. Paul, Paul, who was Paul? Before God called him, before the, the, the road to Damascus, who was Paul? He was a Pharisee. He, he was a, a student of Gamaliel, Gamaliel, Gami. He was a student. And Gamaliel at that time was considered one of the best Jewish teachers. So he was a student of the best, which means you don't get to be a student of the best unless you're the best. He was a part of the Sanhedrin. He was a part of, of that ruling group. He was a part of the, the leaders of Israel. You don't get there and not be able to be an orator. When he says that I didn't come to you with lofty speech, he even says in just, just a few more sentences, I came with fear and trembling. It wasn't because he couldn't speak publicly. It wasn't because he wasn't practiced. It wasn't because he couldn't preach. He realized that it wasn't about big lofty words, it's about the power of God. You know, there's times when you get into the Spirit, when you're, when you're flowing with the Spirit and things begin to happen, you don't need to hear preaching. I mean, you've already heard the Word preached this morning. So then you're thinking, well, why am I standing up here? Why don't we get to go home? Because <laughs> I didn't get to preach last week. I got a little built up in me here. I did do the offering, yes. I got paid this week. Hallelujah, that's a good thing. But it wasn't because Paul couldn't speak. He just knew the reality was it didn't matter what he said. It matters what God does. 
doesn't matter what I say up here today. Because, you know, it's, I mean, I, you know I, could, I could tell you much of what I say up here, I have no idea I'm about to say. I'm just listening for the Holy Spirit, letting Him lead. And the same thing, I didn't know these folks were going to get up. I don't know each week if, how God's going to use the body. But I come here trusting Him that He's going to. By trusting Him that He's going to, He can do anything. Because it's not just what I can think up. You know, it's not my wisdom. It's not Paul's wisdom. It wasn't the wisdom of man. It was the power of God. This was, people were set free today. Yeah. I was set free. So today, I, I, you know, when, I, when he started there, I'm like, hey, I'm up front. Not only because I'm always up front, but I'm like, I'm up front. Because I want to be, I want to deal with these things. I want to get these, these thought patterns sorted out so I don't keep diverting back to these stupid thinking. I want to grow. I want to go further. I want to get to the end. I want to, I want to accomplish what God did, has, has for me to do. And the only way I can do that is to get, have zeal, be excited about the things of God, and get my thinking right. The madman of Gadara got, finally got his thinking right. He kicked out some old ways of thinking. So Paul realize that it's the power of God. It is, it's about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Verse 3, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. If you literally are coming here every week, hoping to get wisdom from me, you are going to walk away (laughs) sorely disappointed. I recognize that voice. Because it isn't about wisdom. It's not about... I mean, I, you know, I can debate with the best of you. I, could, you know, I can argue points theologically. I can even use words you've never heard before. I mean, I, I can do all that stuff. But I get up here and it's like, I don't care. I want the power of God. I want Him glorified. You let Him be the, the, the anointed one and, the, and His anointed. You let Him flow through you. And it just it's Him then. It's not me. It's not us. So with this, with flowing with the supernatural, there's rules. And you're going, oh, great. I want to be free. I want to be free to be me. That may be the first time I've frolicked in like 35 years. So hopefully you got that on camera because it ain't ever happening again. Yeah, it ain't ever happening. Because, because I just want to be free. No, I don't want to be free to be me. You don't need me. You need him. And, and the whole book of 1 Corinthians is written to a church that's free. They're so free, they're just going nuts with it. You know, they're having fun with it. And he didn't say, you guys, quit, quit flowing in the supernatural. Stop that. Stop, stop, stop. He goes, no, 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 let's channel this. Let's focus it. Let's do it right. There's a right way and a wrong way. You know, you can ride a bike. You can ride a bike many different ways. You can, you can ride a bike and keep bumping into things all the time. And, you know, and you can ride a bike and, and, and you know, and, but then you can like learn some stuff and then you can ride a bike. 
where it gets you where you want to go. You can jump on it and you don't hit anything. You just drive, you ride, you get, you go to the grocery store or you go to ch- school or you go, you know, 15 miles and come back home because you need exercise. Doesn't make any sense to me, but <laughs> you can ride a bike. But then there are some people who practice and they can ride a bike. You ever seen the videos of those guys that ride a bike backwards and they stand on the seat and they sit on the seat and ride the bike and back, you know? It's like, okay, that takes some practice. I did that once, but it wasn't, you know, on purpose. It just kind of, no. <laughs> and you see these guys going off jumps and doing tricks and fl- I mean, that takes practice, but I, when I was a kid, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know a bike was supposed to do that. It's the way most of the church is. They didn't know the Holy Spirit was supposed to do that. They didn't know the Holy Spirit could do that. Do what? Oh, hang on. Hang on. Because He can do stuff. He wants to. When, once we get hungry for Him to do something in our lives, in our lives, and then in the world, He gets excited and goes, here we go, boys. We're going to go off a jump. And we're going to go, <gasps> a jump? I still remember, as a kid, the first time I went off a jump, man, I'm sure I caught at least 40 feet of air. But according to the guys I was with, I barely cleared the ground. It was like, poop, poop. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 see, we see something happen, you know, in the spirit, and it, you know, it could be just some whatever it may be, and we go, oh my gosh, that was the most amazing thing. Guess what? There's more. We've not reached the limit of God. We haven't. We're getting there. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not getting to where we're going to reach the limit, but we're getting into the fun stuff. This, we're getting into the good stuff. You know, people ask, I've, heard, I've had many people ask me, how come we don't see the dead being raised anymore? Because we don't expect the dead to be raised anymore or when God's led us to pray for the dead to be raised we were like ain't no way I'm doing that or 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 there's a reason he's leading us in this direction because there is stuff ready to happen but he needs people to be obedient to his voice and be able to flow and to be able to do it right. So, you know, uh, I could, I don't, I don't, today I don't have, I don't have a gun here. I don't have a gun. But a gun in the right hand is amazing. It's wonderful. I mean, you can, you can shoot a, a 12 point buck. with a gun. But you need to practice with that thing first. And you need to know the safety rules. Well, don't try to don't try to restrict me, man. I want to use a gun however I want. Anybody who uses guns know even when I do this you're going, "Oh, I don't like that." <laughs> Makes a little pit in your stomach. You know, you don't you don't walk around. I've been I've been at a range one time where a guy had a gun and he kept doing this. And he wasn't thinking. He wasn't doing it on purpose. He just wasn't thinking. He wasn't trained. 
I touch a gun and immediately I know where that thing is pointed every second. Most of the time it's at the ground. My finger's not on the trigger. I'm holding it in such a way that if it were to go off, it's going to be still in my hand when it's done. I mean, my dad, I mean, God bless my dad. As a young child, here's how you shoot a gun. Here, and the first thing he says, you don't ever point it at anything you don't want to die. Do you know the whole, what was flowing in the supernatural is the same thing? It's not a toy. It's free to us. It's, he wants us to have it and use it, but it's not a toy. It's not a game. There's rules. There's, there's safety rules. There's, there's, there's stuff built into, you know, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, there's things built in for the safety of you and the person you're ministering to and the people that are listening. There's, there's, there's ideas written into this, into this whole thing so that when it's used properly, it does exactly what he wants it to do. But we have to understand how to do that. We, and then we need to train ourselves to walk in that understanding. So, you've been handed out. Did everybody get one? Everyone that needed one? Did anybody, you, you know, if you're thinking, I have no idea what you're talking about, you didn't get one. Uh, the ushers handed out the guidelines for flowing in the supernatural. Now, you notice these are not the laws for flowing in the supernatural. These are not the boundary. Well, they are kind of a boundary. They're guidelines. They're not the end all. But it's just some ideas that Greg Moore, Reverend Greg Moore, wrote down in his book, Flowing in the Supernatural, that uh, helps to describe, because what he saw, he was in a church, his church was flowing in the supernatural, but there was some stuff going on that made you go, ah, I don't want to be a part of that. And that's kind of the big deal. Why, why don't more people flow in the supernatural? Maybe because we've been around situations where it just was weird or wrong or abusive. And I, and I know I, I saw stuff you know, in my 30-some years in different places that I've been. I, you know, I, mean, I'll, I'll just, I was with a guy one time. This, this guy was being ministered to. I knew he needed being ministered to. And, and he, he went up for this prayer line, and the minister walked over. I, I won't do this to anybody because it, it would. He took, and the guy pushed him all the way to the ground. Just pushed him. Just kept pushing him, and he finally lost his balance and pushed him to the ground because he thought that was spiritual. I knew it wasn't spiritual. The guy on the floor didn't, he knew, he knew it wasn't spiritual. <laughs> Everybody in the room except the guy who did it knew it wasn't, that wasn't spiritual. That was flesh. You got to know, don't do that. That's a guideline. Don't, don't do that. You know, do people fall down? Yes, people do fall down. I've seen people fall down not even getting touched. I've seen people just drop. I've prayed for people, never touched them. They hit the ground. Nobody behind them. Concrete floor. I've seen it. I've, I've been a part of it. I, but I, I, early on, I went, I'm not going to push anybody. You don't push people. If, you, if I've ever prayed for you and I've ever laid hands on you, or if I mess up your hair a little bit, I won't mess it. I mean, no. <laughs> what I mean, is it okay if I touch your head? That's what, that's what, but that just sounds weird on tape. You know. Do you mind if I touch your head? <laughs> Even that's a guideline. You know, how, do you t- how do you say that to somebody? You know, I mean, as a believer, it understands what's about to happen, but an unbeliever out there in the world, 
Do you mind if I put my hand on your head? Why? <laughs> I've, prayed, I've prayed for people who aren't saved, and I'll say, hey, can I pray for you? And they go, yeah, you can pray for me. I said, okay, if I put my hand on your shoulder. It says laying on of hands. It doesn't have to be on the head. But, you know, when I lay hands on somebody, most of the time it's just like that. Just like that. How hard am I pushing? Barely touching. Barely touching. His hair won't even be messed. Watch. Perfect. <laughs> often ask for permission to touch a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like asking a guy to, you know, if he could touch his motorcycle. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to let you do that. Now, it's a guideline. See, and this is not even part of This is extra. This is a freebie, okay? Because I wasn't going to talk about laying out of hands. But, you know, there's guidelines. See why there needs to be guidelines. Now, they're guidelines, because, like I said, I've, almost every time I've ever laid hands on somebody, it's been like this. I don't push people ever. If somebody goes down, that's because God put them down. I didn't do it. But it's a guideline. Why? Because there has been a time where I didn't do that. Brian was there. We were in Hungary. I have no idea what this person, who, who's got a hard head? Come here, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I won't demonstrate it fully, okay? But there, we were in Hungary, and we were ministering to people. And like I say, I am. I am very careful. I, when I put my hands on somebody, I mean, I just barely touch them. I don't do this. You know, I don't. Oh, Lord, look, look at God's moving him. Look at, no, he's not. I'm moving him. That's the, no, 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 no. That ain't nothing. Watch what happens. But it's a guideline because, you may ever heard of Smith Wigglesworth? Yeah. You know, Smith Wigglesworth punched people. Now, when Smith Wigglesworth punched people, they got healed instantaneously. So don't, you know, don't be going, well, I'm just going to try to punch people, see what happens. No, 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 that's how lawsuits happen. That's how you get on 60, does anybody, is this 60 minutes still on? Dateline, I don't know, one of those, you know, that's how you get on CNN, you know, pastor punches, one of, that could happen, though, punches one of his people. Uh, but it's a guy because, sorry, too many thoughts going through my head. So back to my story. So we were in Hungary, and I was praying for people, and I just, as we were going on, as I was going on the lake, I just barely touched it. I came to a woman. I came to this woman. I had no idea. I, nobody told me what her deal was. Nobody, nobody said it. And I can't remember what I said. Do you remember what I was saying over? I don't remember what I said over. But I had my hand here, and all of a sudden, it just, I just rose up inside of me. And I went, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Kind of a shock, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I, I, I was hitting her that hard, if not harder. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't do that. So you can sit down. I won't, I won't hit you anymore, I promise. I've, I've, got a, I've got a number for a good chiropractor if you, if you need them. But I'm, I'm hitting her, and I'm hitting her. And I talked to Dan Lewis, who was standing next to me, and we were driving home. He's like, dude, what was that all about? I was like, I don't know. It was an exception to the rule. She stood up. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah she, she was tough. Yeah, Hungarian women, they're, ooh, you know. <laughs> There's no Hungarian women here, are they? Okay. 
But it's like, that, that's the exception of the rule. Smith Wigglesworth also dropped kick a baby. You ever hear that one? Yeah. Drop kicked a baby. When they picked the baby, I think it was dead, wasn't it? Or was it? It was dead. I thought it was dead. When they picked it up, it was alive. You, you, you better know it's the Holy Ghost. You better, you better know it's the Holy Ghost. I mean, that's the, you know, it's, it's, it's guidelines. The guidelines are be gentle. <laughs> Jim, oh Lord, help Jim. <laughs> guidelines. It's guideline. But, you know, for the majority of the time, that's what you do. Okay. So, Greg Moore had the gifts flowing in his services, but there, were, there was people that were, that were just outside of what he would hope would be common knowledge. You don't do it. There's some things where, you know, people get excited. People get excited. People do things out of the flesh. They do things out of their understanding. They do things because they saw somebody else do it. You know, I mean, I read in the Bible where, where anybody have anything wrong with their eye this morning? Anything wrong with eyes? Great. Jesus spit in people's eyes, so why don't you come up here? No. <laughs> You're not moving, are you? Yeah. I wouldn't be moving unless, unless you wanted to, you know. No, but he's, just because Jesus spit in somebody's eyes don't mean you, you know, just, oh, I'm going to, I hear you have eye problems, so I'm going to spit in your eye. You better know it's God. I saw, I saw Benny Hinn blow on somebody one time, and they went down. That is so cool. I didn't actually think that. I'm just making fun of it right now, because I actually thought it was dumb. I'm just being honest with you. Yeah, you know, he blow, you know, whoo, whoo. It looks good, you know, it looked good. So, and I remember sitting there watching that, and I went, there ain't no way, ever, ever, that I'm going to blow on somebody. Can you, guys st- can you guys stand up for a second? Jim, can you stand up for a second? Come on, you stand up. Three of you right here in a row. So I'm at a meeting one time, bunch of, a bunch of youth, and I'm praying for people. They wanted us to pray for people, and I'm coming down the aisle, and I'm praying, and I'm praying, and, and I'm praying, and I'm praying, you know, because people are waiting. You know, they've been sitting there for a while. And when I got to here... I didn't, I, I, the Holy Spirit I did, didn't release me from late, but I was done, you know, so then I went, here, and I'm standing here, and I went, Lord, what do I do? I got two hands, and they're already being used, and I feel like I'm supposed to pray. He said, blow on her. <laughs> you can sit down, I won't do it. Because <laughs> I don't know what'll happen, you, know, you never know. But I'm, I'm standing there, and the Lord says, blow, and I went, no, no. I'm not going to do that. It's dumb. I've already said that publicly. I've already said that. No, that's dumb. I'm not doing that. I'm standing and God says, you want to miss me? I was like, oh, don't make me do this. Really, I, I'm having this argument. Don't make me do this. That's weird. He goes, I said, blow on her. Whew. I blew on her. She went, Boom! Out in the spirit. She came up to me afterwards, told me the testimony of what God did while she was on. I'm like, okay. Don't, don't ever say, I won't do that. God won't use me that way. <laughs> Guidelines. Guidelines. 
So he put these guidelines together, and when he put the guidelines and he started preaching them to his church, you know, people were like, oh, you're going to squelch the spirit. You're going you're gonna, to, you know, get, you're going to cause people to not want to do it. There's too many rules, and how do we follow, you know, how do we know all the rules? The rules are pretty self-explanatory. You know, the guidelines are self-explanatory. They're, they're not oppressive. They just, they give you some guidelines. Here's how you can do it. And what he said, what, what he saw over the next few months and over the years was an increase of the flowing of the spirit in his church. Why? Because when people know what's okay and what's not, then when they hear something, they go, wow, that fits within those guidelines. They're more apt to go do it. And they know that, okay, well, that's outside the guidelines. I don't think I'm going to do it, or I'm going to check to see maybe it is. Okay? So what he saw was an increase. So today what I'm going to do is go over uh, four of them very quickly, and then we'll uh, get you out of here and, and get you over the river and through the woods off to grandma's house this week. The first one, absolutely. I went through all these a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to go through them specifically and, and uh, uh, incrementally here. The first one is exalt Jesus, not yourself. Exalt Jesus, not yourself. Drawing attention to yourself with various demonstrations and manifestations of the gifts is not appropriate. Paul said he came to them with fear and trembling. He came to them with fear and trembling. Why? Because he, he didn't want to do anything wrong. Because he knew how important this is. He wanted to do it. You know, I mean, I, even while I was hitting that woman, I'm having this, I'm going, is this God? Is, you know, I'm not, and, I, you know, I'm, I, and every time it was like, do it again, do it again, do it again. And I, I mean, I don't know how many times. It was a bunch. Oh, it was a bunch. And I'm like, oh, you know, I want to stay in the guidelines. I don't want to be weird. I, I don't want to, and I also don't want to be abusive, not just physically abusive, but spiritually abusive. I want God to get glory from this, not people go, wow, look what he did. If we're, if you're, you know, if God gives you something to do in a service and your first thought is, oh, good, because people need to see the gift that's inside of me. That's a good indicator. You should stay in your seat. Yes, people need to know that I, that I can prophesy. No, they don't. The, be, the best uh, uh, result is you get up, you share the word that God gives you, you sit down, and the next, when somebody's telling somebody else about what God did in the service and how this person gave him up and give a word and, 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 the, and God, you know, that freed me up in this way and, I was, and God has set me free and they say, who, who gave the word? And you go, I don't know. I don't remember. Because it isn't about us. It's about him. You know, doing something, you know, they're, they're, you can get into habits and flesh. You could get into... A blowing ministry. <laughs> oh, I'm starting to frolic again. I got to stop doing. <laughs> Every time I start to do something goofy, I start to frolic. See, you know, it's just weird. But drawing attention to yourself. Oh, look at me. No, look at him. Amen. 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 Number two. Well, I have a verse here, John chapter 12, beginning with verse 32. Jesus is talking to his disciples. 
And he said, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Now he's talking about his death. He's talking about the crucifixion. But he's also saying when we lift up Jesus, he draws all men to himself. If I lift up myself, give me a break. He doesn't, it, it, there's no power in that. There's no authority in that. Because I'm doing it in my own authority. Number two, <clears throat> make sure the prophetic word you share lines up with the written word. This goes all the way back to the beginning in the spring when we say whenever you hear the voice of God, it lines up with the written word of God. Why? Because that doesn't change. It doesn't change. It hasn't changed in, in thousands of years. That's why we can trust it. That's why we can use it as a, as a uh, guideline for what we're doing is if it lines up with the Word, then it's safe. If you're going, you know, if somebody were to walk up to you and say, where do you see that in the Word? You should be able to sell them right here. In the, you may not tell them the actual address, the, the book, the, the page number, or whatever, but you can say, well, when Jesus said this and did this, this is what, it, it, this is what, you know, you should be able to give the framework of here's where it lines up with the Word. If you're sitting there and you're hearing something, and you're going, I don't know that's anywhere in the Word. I mean, I can give you stupid examples. No, I won't do it to you. I'm trying to think who I can do it to. Oh, see, everybody I look at, I'm going, no, I can't do it. Brian! <laughs> nope, you'll get killed too. Never mind. No, I mean, okay. Brian, the Lord says to me that you're going to find a wife this week. Lord, thank you for Brian finding a wife. I know, see, it's outside of the Word of God. Husband of one wife. Amen. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, dude. Dude. Okay, I did, not ta- I did not take you there. I did not take you. That was not my fault. Jason. You don't need no more trouble in your life? Is that what you're saying? Jason, God just told me that you're, he's going to give you your neighbor's tractor this week. Just go over and get it. Just go over and claim it. Just... <laughs> moving on, Lord, moving on. See, you don't even want to mess with Scripture, right? Amen. So... 2 Timothy 2, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy 3.16 says all Scripture is breathed out, of, out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. It's the Word of God. Both things that happened this morning, they referenced the Word. They referenced where it was, what God was saying by the word. He was talking about the, my, the zeal for, my, for, for your house has consumed me. Jesus said that. The, 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 the story of the madman at Gadara, that is a reference. Freedom, he was freed. We can base that. It's based on the word, not our opinion. Not on our opinion. That's how weird stuff happens. The Lord has spoken to me and he told me a date that he's going to return. Everybody write this down. Anybody who knows anything is going, the Bible says what? No man knows the day or the hour. That's in there. 
Anybody who said, every time I hear somebody set a date, I go, really? In light of the word, by church leadership in accordance with 1 Corinthians 14.29, let two or three prophets speak and let the others weigh what is said. If a revelation is made to another sitting there, let the first be silent. In 1 Thessalonians 5.20, says, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from, from every form of evil. It's good to test everything. Now, I did that this morning just to give you, to show you, that's, that's the thought pattern you should be having. How do we test it? We test it according to the Word of God. Is it scriptural? Yes, it's scriptural. Does it do what, you know, he could have referenced a scripture and then gave his opinion. But that's not what he did. Man, I mean, when I, that's the, that, that was powerful this morning. Because he was being, that was the unction, unction of the Holy Spirit. That's the other thing is, does your spirit bear witness with that? Does the Spirit of God bear witness with that? The way I explain it is, it's kind of like there's oomph behind it. Because people can say anything. Blah, 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 blah. And you're just going, they're just, sit down. But when they get up and they share something from the throne room of God, there's power behind it. There was power behind both of these words. That um, So test everything. We need to test it. Do you, everything that's said, everything I say, where's uh, any... Boy, I'm trying to think if there's anybody who was in the... I used to tell the college ministry back in 1994. Just wonder, I used to tell them all the time, don't just believe everything I say. Don't just believe it. Study it out. Test it. If I ever say anything wrong, man, tell me. Nicely, but tell me. <laughs> Be kind. But it, you need to test everything. Why? Because the world is full of lies. Full of lies. <clears throat> Number four, then I'll stop. Do not share a prophetic utterance publicly unless you can receive correction without taking it as personal rejection. I'll give you this part too, just because it's there. In the event correction becomes necessary, someone in leadership will get with you in private and not correct you publicly. Here's the deal. We're going to test this stuff. Why? Because we want to hone. We want to, we want to focus. We want to, we want to do this right. Why have we not seen some of these really big, powerful stuff? Because we don't do the little stuff. We have not. The church, I'm not saying we, I'm saying the church as a whole has not done the, the, the little stuff right. You start showing yourself uh, uh, faithful and doing the, the, the little, I mean, it's starting to build. If you've noticed our services, they're, they're started, the, the move of the Spirit is starting to build. Things are starting to happen. I just heard about somebody who got healed two weeks ago again in our service, right in the middle of a service. Because stuff is, because we're starting to do it right. We're starting to focus. And when you do that, when you focus it, it's going to be powerful. Well, how do you know that, that, how do you know that it's not right? Well, we test it. But, when Jim came up, I did it publicly. I mean, because I knew it wasn't going to embarrass him because he, he did it right. But you, you, he, if, if he hadn't done it right, I'd have given him a call this week. Hey, Jim, you know, we're talking about the, the service and you said something here and blah, blah, blah. And, that's, you know, I don't see it in the Word. Show me. And, I, and I'm not chewing him out. I got to be open to that. You have to be open to that. And not personally 
Not personally hurt. Well, the pastor called me and said he didn't do it right. Got the hook. <laughs> See, I would have never said this. But okay, you know, you had to be okay with it. You know, uh, and is it okay if I go a little further? Because even that, even that, I need to be. You know, what months ago now he got up and, get, and was sharing something, and it went too long. And so I, I just talked to him. And I said, "Hey, Jim, we got to, we got to. You know, during announcements, we just need to go faster." And he's been up sharing the word of God since then. He's not. It's not. A, he's not hurt because I said, "Hey, we need to do it this way," or "No, we're not going to do that today." Don't don't get don't get offended because somebody comes up and says, "Hey, I have a word from the Lord." You know, that's not the direction we're going right now. Because I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm just listening to the Holy Spirit, and if it doesn't fit, then I'm not even gonna let you stand get up. And it's not that I'm trying to re- keep you out. I just wanted to do what God wants to do, and I'm responsible, or whoever else is up here is responsible. So you, you can't get offended if somebody goes, hey, you shared a word last week, it was 90% perfect. And I'm just looking in general. I'm not looking at anybody, I'm not looking at anybody in particular. <laughs> you know, you, you shared a word two weeks ago or last week, and, and it was, you didn't, see if I can do this. Uh, you know, but, you know, where was the scripture? Show me the scripture. Or, or you know, you could have shared it and just shared it, but instead, you started to, you know, demon, you know, whatever. But you do it pub or privately. We don't, you know, it's not, you know, Jim, somebody comes up, does something, and you go, that was not from God. <laughs> we won't ever do that. We just won't. <laughs> somebody goes, eh, maybe good. No, <laughs> no we, we, we love, it's not love. Love, love covers a multitude of sin, multitude of mistakes. But within that, you know that, hey, man, I mean, and you know, you get up and you go, okay, it's in the Word. It's going gonna, it's gonna to point towards Jesus, not me. You know, it's going it, to, it's, it's, uh, it's there, and, I, and I'm going to do it. But I, I, I want to make sure it's going to be done right, so maybe I come up and talk to one of the elders. If you don't remember, the, the elders are up here. If you have something, just come up and just whisper in their ear, hey, God's, God's saying I got something for this service. They may say, well, what, what is it? Oh, well, it, it has to do with, you know, the madman from Gadara. I don't know. And they, they say, and he goes, yeah, that sounds like God, go for it. That gives you an extra layer of protection, safety, where you feel then, okay, I'm going to give this. Because, man, I've, I've, I've clicked off all these boxes here. This is God. And if it's not, I'm okay with Pastor John going, eh, you know, could have been shared some other time or some other way. But we have to be free to do that. Emily. I have a couple of scriptures to share with you. <clears throat> the first one, you don't have to put it on there. I'm just going to read it from here, if that's okay. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Second scripture, uh, Second Corinthians nine through ten. Now he who provides seed to the sower and bread for food will provide and multiply your seed for sowing and increase um, and increase the harvest uh, of your sorry to increase the harvest of your righteousness, which shows itself in active goodness, kindness, and love. That was from the Amplified. I love the Amplified. 
Anyway, um, as we are um, getting ready to do our offering today, I do encourage you to seek with your heart, give with your heart. Um, I wanted to share with you a little testimony. Um, well, yes, testimony for me of my journey with uh, tithing and giving to the Lord. For many years, I was trying to learn how to do that, and I had no idea, so I would ask uh, questions, and sometimes I didn't feel like I was understanding the direction. <clears throat> and then I started learning that, you know, that's something that I can give to God, and He can show me. That being said, I wasn't at the point where I was able to um, even comprehend that or what that meant. I was thinking, okay, so should I do tithing, like 10% of my gross or my net or where do I start and how do I start doing that and what is acceptable? So I was still thinking about, you know, from a legalism perspective where if I give this much, is God going to be happy with that or not? Uh, so it took me a while to learn that. Uh, for quite a lot of years, I was still struggling with that. And then once I decide, once I started learning, I started learning that God doesn't really care about the amount that I'm giving. He, he just needs my heart. He wants to see, he wants to see me thrive. He wants to see me develop myself. He wants to see me grow. He wants to see me, um, you know, uh, blessed. And so that's what he cares about. He cares about what's in my heart and um, how I'm receiving that and what I'm doing with the gift that he has given me. So that freed me so much. And what I wanted to just share today with some people, you know, just depending on where people are, is <clears throat> if you're having that question, you know, going through your mind and trying to consider where to start and how to start, give it to God. Let him talk to you. Give it the time, let, you know, walk through the process. Um, he will show you and he will give you peace. You will know how to start that process. So that being said, again, our tithes and offering are a reminder and um, I want add a reminder for us of how much God loves us. We are giving back to him, not for any other reason, but because we want to follow his ways. We want to be the same, you know, we want to be walk, walk like Jesus did walk in the, you know, on the earth. And so, uh, I do encourage you again to consider what you're giving today. Seek with your heart. Start from somewhere if you haven't started yet. Uh, pray about it if you still need to get direction from the Lord, uh, and stay on top of that. With that being said, I would like us to pray for the offering today. Lord, I just want to thank you. Um, for the gift of your love to all of us, Lord. We thank you that you continue to teach us to hear your voice, Father God, that we walk with you, Father God, we get closer to you um, as we get guided by you, and just knowing that it's the Holy Spirit who teaches us and reminds us, Father, of the steps we need to take and the direction we need to go. So we thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.